it was a bit. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, it it sounded good in the headphones, so I'm gonna trust it because I don't want to try again. Oh God. It's oh, okay. Boy. It's okay. We did the one without doing it at all, and I sort of made it work, so it'll be fine. I'm not really. Very it's worried 2021. About it. Internet is the shittiest it's ever been. I don't understand. Oh boy. I <laughs> sorry. I'm 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 laughing because this is going to be extremely difficult timing wise. Uh, we I feel should like be... I should just turn my video off, like because it's too distracting to see past me going by on the screen. Well, just it's don't me don't out. look at yourself on the screen. It's going to be my problem from now on. Well, Narcissus, you know, you know. Um, oh, boy. Uh, but picture it today. Standing in line at the Taco Bell, waiting for, you know, way too much trash food. Couldn't get internet in there to pass the time of the five minutes while, you know, gooey cheese was being melted on meat-ish product. Now can't even get any internet to work in any room in here. What it? <sighs> Hmm. You get that out of your system? Really going great. No, yeah. I have so much rage. <laughs> well, I'm going to let you rage for a second, but I just want to say welcome to Green and Lewis. And for the audience this time, if there is a ton of annoying uh, crosstalk and a ton of weird delay in our speech patterns, there is nothing I can do about it. And we're just going with it. How about they just suck it up and deal with it? Because there are professional podcasts that sound way shittier than this one. So fuck off. That's true. I just, you know, I like to create a, a clean product for our loyal fan base. And I, I feel guilty about it. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. Okay. The joy is that no one has to listen to what we have to listen to currently. That is true. You know, it's a They good... don't have to hear the lag and the, like, robot voice and the, like the like underwater sounds they just get this nice tidy little zoom recording on both ends and they're like what are they talking about it sounds fine it's like no yeah i mean hey the the pain the pain you know good for you guys you know we can't win them all over here we're having a tough time will's having tech problems will's having covid problems i uh i cracked open a bottle of ron's vintage and as you know that's really that's really hit or miss in this house and uh i got a miss Let's just say it tastes a lot more like vinegar and a lot less like wine. Now, normally, my remedy is to put seltzer in the wine, right? And you make a spritzer. You just water it way down. Well, the only seltzer I have is ruby grapefruit-flavored polar. So I have a cocktail of (laughs) vinegar and ruby grapefruit polar. And you know what? I'm living it. That's disgusting. I'm, I'm going with it. If that's the kind of episode we're going to have, that's just how we're going to do it. At least we're kind of on the same wavelength here on this day, if you can see this in the screen. Because I, I am... Will is showing me a Tropicana Bodega juice. No, it's a grapefruit juice to go with my Tito's. Mm, okay. For okay. my Greyhound. Oh, nice. Because that's where I'm at in my life. Um, I think you mean a Pitbull hound. I'm it's, sorry. I'm not I, th- drinking Mr. Worldwide made... here. What the fuck? No, absolutely not. <laughs> that joke only made sense to me. I was going with bodega, bodega hound. What kind of dogs do they usually have at a bodega? I I was doing the math on that one, and it didn't come out right. They don't have dogs in bodegas. It's cats. That's true. Okay. You got to go with the cat metaphor. Mm. You know, a bodega cat would be like, uh, like Colt 45, oh, an Arizona iced tea, and then some kind of bubble. Well, geez, let's not be racist on this podcast in the first five minutes, please. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> or it's, uh, I don't know, this this one on the corner here has upgraded their uh, beer selection to an amazing degree, but I'm like, well, I don't, that's kind of hard to drink as an old person, so like, I don't know, but they have these nice, like, you know, very, like, Caucasian design looking matte cans with those, like, little plastic tabs, mm-hmm. or the plastic dome heads instead of the rings i was like oh oh i see what we're doing here all right i know exactly what you're talking about i forget the brand name of that beer but those are pretty good it it is unfortunate i think we discussed about a year ago when that bodega started upgrading their options that um they're they just missed the boat on the whole craft beer thing it was like oh man that was so five years ago now it's time for uh salty and wine i mean 
I think the I think the seltzers are bad. I think what I'm learning is that the amount of sugar actually is, isn't enough to make it a good substitute for anything else. You should just have wine or liquor. You know what? I think we're just talking about growing up here. I yeah, because I, I basically <laughs> agree with you too, but I don't think it has anything to do with any formulation of the beverages. It has everything to do with temperament and age because I tend to agree with you at this point. Like somehow having like two Tito's and sodas seems like a lot uh it's like a more measurable knowable thing versus poison in a can like every time i have like a a, a, a sparky seltzy i'm like is this red bull is this just red bull like because i'm like it gets me all hyphy and crazy because of the sugar and it tastes like nothing um even the like ginger lime one i'm like no no i'm suspicious of you i've drank you too much now you just taste like syrup like i can't I can't do it anymore. Yeah, well, you know, I think the whole trend towards seltzer in general amongst millennials, whether it's alcoholic or not, is entirely a product of millennials being infantile and wanting to drink soda, but not being able to. You can. It's just not a great idea. Right, and I think for, everybody for realizes, reasons, that, yeah. realizes that collectively, and this is just another version of that. Like you said, it's a much more controllable thing. You get to do your little uh, chemistry set on your countertop and bing, bang, boom. Now you have something identifiable. Yeah, I also, I don't know. I I don't know. I feel like having like, maybe it's the last vestige of like old world of like, ooh, fun things in cans. And I'm like, maybe not. Maybe we just don't have weird magic beverages in cans. Like we're all just drinking Zima. Yes, that's true. Without Zemo, doing it. And yep. like, let's be real. Like, this is gross. We should all just stop. Um, and I don't know. Beer, it's painful. Like, I can't do that. Yes. That's a meal. Again, I, I, I agree with you on both points. Um, let's put a lid on the cocktail talk since we're seven yeah. minutes into the episode. <laughs> um, I'm like ready the, to just start ranting. Give me anything. And I'll be like, no, I hate well, it. Here, well, so everything's bad. I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, I really liked our little warm up thing last time. And I promised you that I would make a list to uh, to fire off at you. So I have a short warm up okay. if you want to do the warm up. Wait, hold on. Before my warm up, let me go find my, my stick of. Oh, the desperate search for the jewel. All right. Hit me. Okay, you ready? 50 seconds, on, 25 seconds on the clock. I've yeah, been 25 seconds on the clock. Ready, go. Terraforming. What? Never heard of it? Nah, pass. Terramana tequila. You know, I would love to know where to get some, because I think I want some, but I don't need all the different flavors. Just give me uh, silver and nothing else. Ooh. Yeah, that is a really good point that I've never actually seen it on sale. The Rock really hypes it, it up a lot on Instagram, but you know, you never find it. Uh, it pops up on Drizzly, but I'm like, no, thank you. Mm. Uh, carpeting in homes. Get fucking wrecked. There's no viable situation for carpeting, is what you're saying. Uh, children, young children, but you could also have rugs. Um, but generally, no, unless you, again, unless you got fatties rolling through your house and you need to muffle the sound. Most people don't need carpeting. A rug will suffice. Even if it's on a stairwell, you can have those nice little brass banisters that tuck right into the angle, and then it's a little bit more elegant. Napping on car rides. I, as a driver, I hate it when people nap because I need to be held accountable so I don't nap. I also usually won't nap on a car ride because I'd like to be a consistent uh, co-pilot. Ah, that's interesting. So you like to support the driver in spirit. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. All you can eat sushi. E. coli uh, waiting to happen. <laughs> Del Taco. Don't think I could do it anymore. Gal Gadot. Why? Galentine's Day. Why? <laughs> okay. A Laguna Beach. Oh, let the rain fall down. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. All day. Low for life. Hashtag low for life. Sovereign citizens. Are those like, uh, who are those? Are those like the people who go like, uh, you know, they, they're they expatriates or no? They're not expatriates in that they live outside of the country, but they do not consider themselves U.S. citizens even though they live here. 
They're sort Pay of like off the grid. You lazy fucks. That's what I have to say. <laughs> clogged ear chakras. Who? Clogged ear chakras. I don't know, but I have one. My right ear, I can't. I haven't heard out of in the past like three days. So. Okay, and final jeopardy aura surgery. I hope I'm gonna hope that you said oral surgery, which is, you know, like getting a wisdom teeth poked out or something because if you said aura surgery i'm going to find a way to slap you through the internet (laughs) okay and that is our warm-up what the fuck is aura surgery (laughs) i'm not a hundred percent sure but i had an earnest conversation about it with one of my sister's friends who had just returned from a trip hippies yeah hippies man i can't uh she went to tucson what's a clogged ear chakra uh i'm also not really sure what that is but apparently your ear chakras can be clogged yeah, have some fiber. Like, <laughs> you'll figure it out. I don't know what to tell you. I have eardrops. I just don't know where they are. Like, yeah. Yeah, but that's not your I, chakra. That's just your physical ear. I'm talking about your spiritual ears. Yeah, they don't listen either. Like, duh. I think I'm a spiritual furry and that my ear chakras are actually teddy bear ears. I don't know what just came out of your mouth as a sentence, but I don't like it. I don't like the. I don't like any of those words together. That just made me... <laughs> unreasonably angry ah oh okay so i guess we should talk about it uh you know will is in the danger zone right now you were exposed to the cove what do you have to say maybe someone got you know when people get rapid tests who even knows whatever i feel fine i have you know i have a mask that has a filter I have a sore throat because I like, you know, sucking on a USB stick full of nicotine all day. Like, you know. Ooh, you never know. It, it could be an early symptom. I mean, I never got a sore throat when I had COVID. I was vaping through the whole damn thing. But oh. you never know. I also Other stood outside did. in the cold for two straight hours. So I'm like, yeah, I'm a little scratchy now. So, mm. um, But it wasn't that bad. Anyone who's like, it's really hard. It really like burns. It's like, mm, it's got a slight tingle. But like, I don't know wasn't bad oh the test itself yeah yeah no it's not a big deal i mean they stick a thing up your nose i I think that's a pretty normal test for all sorts of diseases i believe in the early days of covid it was a lot more aggressive they had to go farther up into your brain and they don't have to do that so much anymore well the guy was like you have to keep breathing otherwise it'll feel like you're suffocating i'm like sir 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 i do have a mouth to breathe out of i don't know what you're talking about what um and occasionally there are larger things deep down your respiratory passage, so you're used to it. Yeah, I was like, sir, you know not of what I can do. I, I, I'm so sorry. Like, sorry, Timothy the lab tech. You, you're a little snack, but no, 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 absolutely not. This will I be nothing. I was going to say, Timothy sounds, uh, you know, whenever we've discussed before on the podcast, whenever a man uses his full name, that's your number one clue to his orientation. For For the... For the non-visual listening public, my my right pinky is up, which apparently is this true in historical thing? Like it, it wasn't not necessarily just ladyship, you know, being dainty. It was like, do you have gonorrhea or chlamydia? Like you'd have multiple fingies up. You know in what? The olden days, I've heard that as well, and I got to imagine that's just an urban legend. That doesn't strike that me as having right. any true validity. I think you know, in the days before social media and the widespread adoption of memes i think somebody went to a museum uh saw a painting and made that up and it spread like wildfire i it has to be because like the amount of like victorianism just wouldn't talk about that so there would not be that much flagrant like broadcasting of what's what's dripping you know like that's just not happening to make a sort of credible case for it if it's true i guess we'll find out later you're right that in the Victorian era, they never would have discussed uh, any sort of sexual proclivities, especially publicly. Although, having a sort of secret sign for it makes sense in that environment, right? But the original point I was going to make was that the, the, the raised pinky thing, I mean, that predates the Victorian era. I mean, in fucking aristocratic, like, Rococo France, they were sucking and fucking all the time and everybody was talking about it. It was not a big deal. So it's very they possible. They were also, you know, that was like prime syphilitic, you know, brain melting time. Yeah, didn't Benjamin Franklin have syphilis? Maybe not. I might have that wrong. But, you know, prominent people were getting paused up back then. Didn't uh, 
Napoleon had it, right? Oh, I don't know. Probably. You're out on campaign. There's lots of wenches. Out on the Isle of Elbe or Eldo or Elbe. I don't know what it's called. Oh, yeah. Eventually. What was the island? Uh, well, I, I'm not sure which one you're talking about. He's from Corsica, and then he was eventually exiled to St. Helena in the middle of the Atlantic. I thought it was a different island. I don't know. Maybe he got exiled closer one time. I, the, the story of Napoleon yeah, is yeah. so complicated that as much as I'm interested in it, I can never get it straight. And, you know, we don't we don't like to talk about manlets on this pod, so, like, let's just keep moving. Okay, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, when you talk about Napoleon, it's all downhill. Part-time furniture mm. review pod. Wow, just <laughs> roast, roast my bio. Thanks. Great. Okay. I do need to come up with a new one. I need something snappier. I got to figure that out. We got to rebrand. We got to do a rebrand. Well, we'll talk about that on the after show, I guess. Uh, so that's all you have to say about the COVID, huh? You're not scared of it? You're just pissed off that you were exposed? How did it happen? Was it just an employee of yours got it? Or, you know, we probably yeah. can't say much about that. But Yeah, it was like a, oh... I tested positive. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. My my initial response was, you couldn't wait until tomorrow to call me. Right. So I could go have a fun night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks. We should say we're recording this on the second, but Will found this out on New Year's Eve. So it really put the kibosh on whatever plans you did have. Oh, and every single person that I had to call immediately. I had to ruin 12 people's <laughs> New Year's Eve. You know what? With the climate such as it is, I bet you only ruined... Mm, six out of those 12 people's yeah. night the rest of them do not give a fuck i can promise you that i don't know I, at this point i'm just like oh i get two weeks off sick bro yeah no it's great like i'm <laughs> it's nice like even if not like actually actually sick bro but like you know not mad i'm not mad yeah uh you know i celebrated it's not great right you know i celebrated a pretty low-key new year's eve anyway i'm sure as a lot of people did um and it made, you know, I, I realized that the calendar turnover is essentially arbitrary anyway. Like, who, who really cares? But at least in the past, to me, New Year's always felt like a meaningful marker. And as far as holidays go, I kind of like it because there's really no pretense to it other than, um, you know, enjoy yourself, have a few drinks, and you don't have to give gifts. You don't have to do anything else. There's no other stipulations. But this year, man, the passage of time just didn't feel like anything. I was like, oh... I guess 2021's here. Whatever. Oh, well. There was no joy to it at all. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Understatement. Um, yeah, no. Um, I I wonder if it's also just like, uh, I, I think especially now, given all sorts of circumstances, it's just kind of like we're a little bit more not calendar driven as a people but we are seasonally driven where we're just like we just have to get through winter can we just get through winter and then maybe spring will come that's an important point i actually think you're totally right about that like everyone's just like oh we have to do this through the shittiest time of year we have to not do anything (sighs) like this is gonna suck like because it's just cold and gross. Maybe that's the other dimension to New Year's that I always appreciate is like it's a welcome reprieve from the stress of the uh, previous holidays and also the dreariness of winter in general. You get one big thing and then you got to kind of ride out a couple other hard months and then finally like the weather's nice or whatever. But now this year it just doesn't even seem like doesn't even seem no. like that's a factor. Oh, I mean, people were walking around Williamsburg today in shorts because it was sunny in 54 and I was like, I need everybody to get get their lives together because this is not man this is what i don't understand i can't remember if we've ever talked about it before but i have a high disdain for shorts in general and i especially have disdain for the shorts uh the winter shorts people that just do it to make a point i i mean i know it happens in ohio but i didn't expect to see it among not like working out people i'm like fine you're running in shorts whatever it's sunny you're you're burning calories warming up cool fine but when you're like a schlubby 23 year old who's like smoking pot and walking around north six like why do you have jean shorts on what what are we doing like i don't get it i know that's what's always confused me about it too is i'm not sure at all what it is meant to signal because it's not like a tough guy thing it's i don't know i don't know it's slobbery it's just slobbery because the thing about the thing about that that makes no sense though is it's not even about comfort. 
It has to be fucking freezing. Yeah, it has to be a bad scene. I don't get it. If if anybody out there wears shorts in the winter, I want to hear from you and and get some justification for this because it's truly one of the more baffling things in my life. I mean, I did spend all day yesterday in a robe because I was like, I'm not going anywhere, so I don't give a shit. But like, that's at least like. But you, you know, are a gentleman, and you're inside your own domicile. I don't yeah. really have a problem with whatever anybody wants to do, but it's like you, other people have to see you, you know? In in terms of sartorial choices in general, we've lost sight of that as a society. Well, I think what... Okay, so this is what I noticed today. Because, you know, I, I don't usually go to Williamsburg because, as you know, I get lost getting there. Um, but so it goes. But I was, like, looking around while I was driving because, like, you know, everyone's brunching again already, and I'm like, I fucking hate the world. Um, but it seems like to the young people and the, the people who are interested in, in you know, again, those sartorial things, it's as if 2003 just jumped back from the pit of hell that we cast it and it's it's back and happening. And I am not here for it. Ooh, can it's, you give me some examples of other sartorial choices from 2003? We talked about 2003 in Ohio fashion recently. And the thing is, it just never left over here. So if it's coming well, back around, suddenly all these Midwestern schlubs are going to be on the cutting edge once again. Well, I, I maybe it's not 2000. Well, maybe it is. I don't even know. But I'm thinking maybe 2005. Let's let's bump it up two years. Let's kick it down. Because um, like I saw someone wearing like a winter thing, but then like she was wearing this like sheer trench coat, and I was like, did you just watch a Sex in the City marathon and you're living your Carrie fantasy on Barry Street? Like, what is this? And then all these, like, young dudes were wearing these, like, trench coats. And I was like, what? And, like, mall goth was happening in Bushwick. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it was truly, like, suburban 2000s. And I was like, maybe all these people went home and they're coming back to the city, but they are bringing shit from their youth as to, like, call it cool or something and i was like we got to stop this shit right now i can't oh wow it's really interesting to me that it's like mass shooter chic is back not even that it's back because that was never cool it, it but it was always like the trench coat mafia you know that that's very late 90s almost but it's with like a you know like in a lightweight fabric it's not in like ah. a heavy like you know like it like i saw someone like it was basically like a members only material but it was a jacket and i was like what Hmm. Why is this the second one that I saw today? Like that's a bad sign. When I'm like, there's two, we see two. I see. Yeah, two. you know it. You what? know it's not. It's not an anomaly. That's a trend. And like you know, remember like pop punk skater thing where it'd be like a woolen, wool looking trouser with a cuff and like chucks. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was out and about, and I was like, I gotta go. I'm too old for this shit. I don't know. Well, you know, you're the retired people. You got to figure that people in their early 20s never really experienced that. They I were guess, born in 1998, like, you know. So to them, it w remember how 80s fashion was a trend for us yeah. in the early aughts? Well, to them, that's the same distance in time away. Oh, it makes me so mad. Like, I always love playing that game of, 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 uh, trying to figure out relative distances in chronology. And you got to imagine yeah. what 1985 was to us. That's what 2005 is to someone young now. That's so, it's, so unfortunate. It's, it's, not, it's <laughs> not like the return of uh, some trend that is too close. It is fully vintage to do that, to dress like Avril Lavigne. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was odd. And then I did see someone like, you know, riding a like, vintage like a fixie but with a cable knit sweater and a top coat and i was like are you cosplaying as a gentleman like what is this like <laughs> that even seemed like you know a j crew catalog from the same era and i was like yeah i wanted to look like that then but like we don't we don't fucks with that now without a little bit of irony like mm -hmm. you wouldn't do that look out of the catalog like you did sir like i it was just like everyone's just cosplaying it doesn't seem like apparel. It's like, yeah, costumery. Well, they actually are. They actually are cosplaying because you know how, like, again, about the '80s in movies that represent the 1980s, everybody is always dressed like a punk or they're dressed in dayglow. 
And the truth of the matter is that in the 1980s, you would have known one or two people that dressed like that all the time or were really on trend. But the majority of people just dressed like normal people, but just normal for the 80s, you know? Uh, yeah. So they're doing the same thing. They actually are just costuming themselves as a cliche version of the early aughts rather than what was actually going on, which was mostly not that. Yeah. You know, the but, only yeah, the, the yeah, only yeah. real difference in in regular fashion from that time was that jeans were generally a little bit baggier or boot cut and shirts were a little bit bigger. You were sort of coming out of the Seinfeld era of like massive shirts, but they were still big ish. Until they finally, we got this, everything got skinny around 2007, 2008, and for a while it was too skinny. And now it's just sort of medium and neutral. I think that everyday fashion, not even fashion, just everyday clothes trend towards neutral over time. Yeah. And the the reason that these people are costuming is that you just find the most aggressive thing from the period. That actually nobody really wore except in music videos. Yeah, that's that's kind of the sense that I got. That I don't know, maybe it was like... I also get the sense that a lot of people like just haven't left their homes in a very long time. And today was sunny and they were just like, because like there was, I saw a man wearing like, you know, those hiking sandals that have the closed toe and it has vents, but it's kind of a shoe. Yes. I saw that out and I was like, we don't know. Where did you come from? Like, this is wrong. This is wrong (laughs) on so many levels. I can't even fucking deal with this right now. But like, you know, I, I wonder if people are just like, ah, I'm going out. Yeah, I think everybody's kind of lost the plot a little bit. It is it is really hard. There, in fact, the, two weeks ago or so, there was a New York Times article about how it's hard to dress yourself now when you're dressing only for yourself. Yeah, if it, you don't have a point of view and don't have taste, yeah, it's going to be really fucking hard to figure out what to put on your body. Well, and also, I mean, look, I, I, I'm with you there that it's a basically narcissistic thing to have written about in the first place like oh that's yeah of course new york times fashion section that's really a issue right now but um i have to give it to them that there is some fundamental truth to the idea that uh, fashion is for other people and when you have no audience which we really don't now where's the meaning in it it loses it almost Mm. completely i imagine this is particularly difficult for women that actually care about it i don't give a fuck for me, nothing has changed except that I wear sweatpants a lot more now. Well, that's just unfortunate for all. But um, well, I'm just I'm just catching up to the rest of American society. Finally, I've given in and given. I, I guess that's actually true. Like, like giving in to the elastic waistband is a a, a long and torturous road. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There, there's been a lot of suspicious like times. Like, what are people doing? And I'm like, again, I don't know how you people got these jobs writing for the Times. Like, wh- what editorial sensibility is going on? Couldn't tell you. Listen, Everyone I don't think we need to get into that conversation again. But hey, did you see that Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell's house got got vandalized? Sure did. Oh yes, yes. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're beaming at it because I know that everyone's first reaction should be to say, "Oh no, this is horrible. I don't condone this, no matter what." But you know what? I fucking condone it. It was fucking awesome. They put a dead pig's head in front of Nancy Pelosi's garage door. I thought that was fake. I thought <laughs> no. that was. A, I thought. Oh, it was real. They at a certain point today. Ooh. We should say that th- this story broke mere hours before we started recording. Already by the time of this recording, they had started censoring the pig head in photos. I made sure to go back and screen grab a real shot of it because there is uh, fake blood on the ground, but there's also a puddle of real blood, and you know it's real. So, oh boy, I mean, the whoever, like whoever, whatever monotoothed spray painter in Kentucky that couldn't spell wares. Yes, you know, I that made me go like, well. And his response was, well, I respect everyone's right to free free speech, but uh, maybe not the vandalism. I'm like, listen, Turtle Man. Yeah, hey, money, please. Whatever. Fuck you. But that, you know, the ignorance and general miseducation of the American public is normally something I lament. But when you get a classic image like that of where's my money spelled incorrectly, I mean, that's what makes this country glorious. It was where's my money. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> where's my money? I don't know. Are you Canadian? Where's my money? Oh, where's my... Oh, God. Well, you know what I started to think about that that 
really baked my noodle for a second was excuse me what (laughs) (laughs) i forgot you've never seen the matrix audience you do the math okay um what was interesting to me though when i started to think about these two things was like wait these happened close enough in time that i'm almost certain they must have been coordinated did internet do it? I think internet probably did I think did some, it. yes. I think some, like, internet anarchists or whatever. Some teenagers, basically. Folks, Antifa's targeting the leader of the House and the Senate. I don't know what to tell you. They're here. They're coming for you. They're bringing the pig's heads. Well, God, I can't... I didn't see any reply by Trump yet. Maybe he'll have one. Maybe he won't. But what will be awesome about it is he's going to have to thread the needle between supporting it on Nancy Pelosi's house and not supporting it on Mitch McConnell's house. Which, that can't be Mitch McConnell's real house. It's too small. It is too small. It's very humble. I expected a much larger house in general, and it's like in a densely populated neighborhood. I'm like, I don't know. Is there it's like attached a attached to another home? Yeah. I don't think so. I think that's one of his homes. Yeah, I agreed. It's it's one of both of their homes. Nancy Pelosi's net worth is a hundred million dollars. I don't know what McConnell's is, but I would imagine it's similar. Hmm. Yeah, I yeah I saw that and was like, what's this row home he's in? What mm. the f- in Kentucky? What mm-hmm. now? Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because it brought me some unmitigated joy on what otherwise has been a pretty pretty blase turn of the new year. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. It uh, Do you uh, well, do you have any resolutions for for 2021 or have you given up on on that as well or I feel like it's like a, a package deal for 2020 2021 where we can just be like we're not going to these aren't going to be real years. I don't know. I would agree that this time is a special case, but I will say I've never really done New Year's resolutions except for last year, which is just completely a coincidence. Um, Last year, 2019 into 2020, I did a sober January. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you remember that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I talked about it on here. I must have. Um, But that's the only New Year's resolution I've ever done and carried through in my life. Like, I'm sure when I was a young child, I had New Year's resolutions that were, I don't know what, like, hopefully somebody buys me a present or something. Like, I have no idea. Um, but as a as a grown person, I've never really done that except that one time. And of course, this year, I don't have them. No, are you fucking kidding me? I, everybody's got actual problems. I don't have anything to really wish for other than what? Win the fucking lottery? I mean, it's not, you're not supposed to wish. You're supposed to be like, I'm going to do something. And it's like... I'm going to do what I goddamn feel like it. And I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Like I, not to say like, hi, I'm just perfect and fuck off. But like, honestly, don't expect much. Like any, anyone who's like, I'm going to make this the best that it can be. And it's like, yeah, you were going to do that anyway, unless you're truly like, you know, miserable about everything. But like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, you know, this is where that like AA mantra kicks in where it's like you know the wisdom to know the difference about things you can change it's like you can't change a lot about this so like what just give up the ghost on that shit yeah i mean there's nothing large scale to be resolute about you know no (laughs) there's what what yeah you can't you can't do anything about anything and on an individual level like i don't know if it's entirely healthy to be uh balls to the wall hedonistic because i'll i'll tell you from my personal experience i've not been feeling like doing that only because I feel like a lot of this year was that and I'm tapped out on selfishness too like mostly I'm just bored right now well and it and it's you know that's a small problem to have I guess I don't even know why I'm qualifying it but but that is the way I feel at this point is that like my energy meter has run out in both directions I can't possibly get any more depressed which is a good thing um and i can't possibly like take any more liberties than i already am it doesn't seem attractive to just do me or whatever like nah i mean i don't mean it that way where i'm just like you know i'm just gonna get mine like that that is uh you know that's also like too much work at this point well, and I think like, all the small things that you could do as far as having a resolution, like people will be like, I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to take up gardening. It's like, well, COVID already, anybody in a position to do that 
you've already had the opportunity to do that multiple times this year, way longer than anybody thought. So what do you mean? You're going to get a fucking new hobby? I mean, come on. If you haven't tried yeah, it by I, now, you're never going to do it. And that's got to be lurking in the back of everybody's mind. That's true. Yeah. I, I wonder, I mean, I wonder what it's like to be like, to like have a gym and be like, oh yeah, we're going to get all the people to like sign up because it's a new year. And then this year you're just like, we're not open or no, no one's going to do that. Cause fuck it. Like, I will tell you what, I went to the gym today and my dad actually asked the guy at the counter. He was like, Hey, where's all the new year's resolution people? And the guy was like, eh, I don't know. And they're just not there. It was basically an empty gym. That's not, this is not the year for that. It's yeah, not happening. Definitely like, not no. happening. I mean, if people get, uh vaccines then they'll be like well summer's coming and i can finally go somewhere i can i gotta get fit so like april people will be like trying to lose a ton of weight in a very short amount of time i'm sure um but like i don't know i mean can we talk about the vaccine for a second i i have been recently really blackpilled on the vaccine not on a not on a personal level where I'm not going to take it. Like, believe you me, I'm agnostic about vaccines in general, but for God's sake, I want this to be over. And I looked on the CDC's website, and they are distributing you a card that says you got the vaccine. And yeah. I think it goes without... Because you have to get two. Yes. And I think it goes without saying that that card is going to be very, very important, and proof of your vaccination will be very important in the coming years as far as what kind of a life you're allowed to leave, lead. Um, oh, I'm sure. Which well, it's kind of like when you go to college and they're like, you got to have like the, you know, yeah. Well, I wish people thought about it that way. The reason that I'm blackpilled is that I, I really think that not a lot of people are going to take it. It's not the uh, saving grace that everyone is hoping for. And even if it turns out to be, it's going to be not 2021. It's going to go well beyond that. Uh, for example, yeah, I was looking at obviously the vaccination stats in Ohio, because I was like, how long am I going to really have to wait to get this? Cause like, I really, I'm chomping at the bit to be like, fuck this whole business. I want to get this over with. And I stumbled across an article that said 60% of staff at nursing homes refused it. These are people that could get it today. And 60% of them statewide said they're not going to do it. Now, you can say all you want that Ohio is like basically a red state and blah, blah, blah. But listen, if 60% of these workers are not doing it, that is a pretty good model for everywhere. Yeah, the Post had something about that, too. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. So if, if, if really, if we're lucky to get 40% of this entire population that's eligible eventually to take it, that is meaningless dog shit. And especially mm. with the mutations in the virus that are going on. Also, I have conspiracy brain about that at this point, too. But I really don't think that... Right, of course everything goes to the UK and changes and gets, you know, warped. Duh. Mm -hmm. Well, they used it, to be... It goes the... on holiday and then, you know, goes to Liverpool, gets fucked up a little bit, and then goes home and then <laughs> ravages the world. Um, and yeah. of course it's in Florida, the first... Like, I saw... like, Or was it in Colorado? Colorado, and then it was in California, and now it's probably everywhere. I mean, if it got to the oh, West right. Coast and it started in the UK and South Africa, that means it's everywhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. The, mm -hmm. But so anyway, I mean, if this thing is mutating and people aren't really going to take it, I mean, we're 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 fucked. I just want to get the vaccine card and hopefully the, the government says whatever. If you have the card, just live a normal life eventually. But I think that's the best we can hope for. Uh, my, my second example, which is a little personal and I'm not really sure how much I should say about it. So hopefully they don't get mad at me. But I have two very close family members that I was just visiting with that I know for sure are not going to take it on principle, uh, which is worrisome. And I don't care. They can have their, they can have their personal views. I've known for a long time that they're anti-vax, you know? Um, I just feel bad for them that the discrimination against people that don't take the vaccine is inevitable and their lives will be bad and it will complicate their relationship with everyone around them, including me. Um, I wish they would just take it out of convenience, but there's a lot of people that are convicted about not doing it. So I listen, I'm a big fan of if, if you get a shot and you know, 
problems go away. I'm a big, big fan of it. Been on the, you know, on the receiving end of, oh, you get a shot in a pill and your life's going going to be a lot better. And I go, thank you, sir. Thank you, doctor. Have a great day. <laughs> um, I, I don't love a needle. Not, not a fan. But if it means that I don't have to, like, worry about shit, sounds great. I don't want to have to be a, you know, part-time medical field uh, assessor as part of my job. You know, like, that's yeah. kind of, like, not... I quite frankly don't get paid enough to be like, hi, can I ask you some non-probing medical questions every fucking day? No. Like, that's just not... Well, look out. I don't want to do that, that. I have a crystal ball over here, and I see in your future a long line of customers and many, many arguments about vaccinations. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, Whatever. but I'm not, I, you know, I'm not even talking about something as petty as like fearing a needle or just not wanting to do it for like somatic reasons. It's not that. It's ideological reasons. Um, and part of the part of the problem is, is that because of things like the World Health Organization and just the widespread like basically medical industrial complex propaganda that we all have to put up with constantly they say that vaccines are 100 percent safe when that is not true they're not 100 percent safe they're like 98 percent safe and if they would just be well, honest with people about the efficacy then you know maybe more people would accept it but instead people end up believing that they cause all sorts of problems that they very rarely cause instead of believing that they never cause them or whatever i mean if you have fillers you probably shouldn't think twice because it'll get a little extra puffy <laughs> which i think is kind of funny so like in california you're just like well everyone's gonna look a little little bloated in the face for a while because uh, that rest lane's gonna uh just a little bit so upper east side will be slow to adopt as well um you know well no i don't think people that are cause i mean people that get cosmetic surgery even of the most minor kind are of course going to take the vaccine they're not afraid of this shit they're not afraid of the medical industrial complex they're the number one customers that's not what yeah, i mean but... i'm talking about my hippie family members if that hasn't been very clear oh no i know that but i'm i'm just saying like you know your hippie family members are not going to well they aren't going to get it but if they got it they wouldn't all of a sudden experience like facial puffing cuz that's a side effect if you have fillers. Oh, well, yeah, I understand the side effects of having fillers. <laughs> I was just making I don't sure. <laughs> like, I don't think the hippies have either, but you know, like if they did, like eh, it might be a problem. Um, I don't know. Like you can't like fix a Jenny McCarthy, even in your own family, you know, like that's just not, well, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to fix anybody. And I already said, I don't really care what they do. I, at the end of the day, I feel bad for them because I, understand just realistically that there's no way that that's going to be allowed on some level like they will be oh, allowed yeah. because they have their civil rights not to take it but that will restrict their lives in ways that i think will be really really detrimental and i wonder if they'll stick with it on principle when that starts to kick in i don't know but the the only reason i raise this is that i i, I guess on a personal note like i was feeling the hopium of like oh hey the vaccine is here we just have to get through the winter like maybe by summer we'll be on the right track. And I just really don't, you know, I really just don't feel that way anymore. It has to do with, you know, whenever something is close to you, whether it's COVID literally or, uh, you know, something like your family not wanting to take the vaccine, it's like, well, fuck, you know, that's half of the people closest to me. So if that gives you, again, back to the 60% figure, any idea of how to model that for the rest of the country, like we're in poor shape. And I don't know why I expected anything better. I think I'm just frustrated that I wasn't cynical enough for the last couple of weeks. I mean, I don't know if that's technically even scientifically possible, but, you know. Yeah. I don't know. That seems like a high, really high bar. Um, but I don't know. It just... it it This is kind of what happens when you have a population that is very divided between living in cities living in rural and then that kind of in-between state where it's kind of a, a, quite honestly a mess um where it's like you know part of the social contract of living in cities and 
you know, especially if you think about, you know, Europe as just being a collection of cities, there's not that much countryside. Um, you know, everyone just agrees, like, what do we got to do to get through this just in general together? Okay, great. Shoot me up. I don't even give a fuck right now. Let's get this moving. This is part of the contract of existing with several million people, you know? Because, like, everyone here, I don't know, most people here are just like, can I have a fucking shot so I don't have to deal with this shit anymore? And that's kind of where everyone is at. But then there's also people who are like, I don't know. I'm like, just shut up. You'll do it if someone in your life tells you, shut up and do it, you know? There's well, but what I, what but what I'm saying is that they will not do that. No, and, in mm, yeah, in the in the rural sense, no. There's going to be like, no, no, we don't do that if I don't want to do it, and then it just becomes a like a stubbornness problem. Yeah, but you know, but I don't, uh, I, I I don't know how to articulate this well because I don't think it's rural versus urban. I don't think that it's just a stubbornness problem. Um, I think you're going to see the exact same problem in Europe, too. I don't think Europe's going to be... I mean, look at their COVID situation uh, compared to the rest of the world. Um, other than us, they have it the worst. Well, the UK, because that's a shit show. But you know. Well, no, really all of Europe. I mean, they have a lot less cases than the United States because we are king shit show. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, Afri African countries other than the westernized ones, like South Africa, don't have this problem. Asian countries yeah. don't have this problem to the same degree. Like Australia just doesn't have it. Well, they're an island. I, I, l listen, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. No matter the size of the island, fuck you guys on islands with your haughtiness that think you like somehow figured it out. It's because you're a fucking island. No one can get there easily. It takes 20 hours from anywhere in the world to get to Australia. No wonder you don't have it. Also, you're a desert wasteland and your accents suck. You're annoying. Stop coming to New York City and doing all the cocaine. It's for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, I don't know. I ca you know, that accent could be charming. I don't know. I'll... If they're the ones... If they're the ones living their best lives, I will go snatch up a, <laughs> I will go snatch up an Aussie, and I'll sound like a douchebag. You're making me realize in real time that I think I'm bitter against Australians because I fell for an Australian one time and she turned out to be a lesbian. What? <laughs> I was charmed by a, by an Australian in my youth, and then I found out she was gay, and it was just the accent that was di disguising it. The flannel and the, the haircut. Well, listen. You never know that the what the the accent got in the way. You might thought just she was have British? boyish tendencies. No, 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 nar, which is no in Australian. Uh, nar, they they no they they basically they are the Florida of the world. They are they are truly like not even Florida. They are the Daytona Beach of the globe. Everyone's drunk all the time. The end. Hmm. I think that's, I think that's us. They were all convicts, so like fuck them. They're you know, I don't know, but no, that Australians suck so hard that it's nah. Mm -mm. Never mind. Can't can't have that as an escape boat. Maybe New Zealanders, they're a little different. Yeah, whatever. I don't I don't know what's going on with with the Kiwis versus the Aussies. They seem to have some sort of like low key rivalry that makes no sense to me you're the same thing basically no one else thinks of you as different yeah what about japan can i go there i don't know i i think japan uh they stopped all people from traveling to japan when that new strain cropped up there mm. the japanese have the right idea they're very isolationist at the end of the day so they always will just close their borders they have no compunction about doing that that's true i mean uh, but i want to go to universal japan and go to super mario land oh man you know what i was just uh in anaheim california recently and i really wanted to go to disneyland so i could go to star wars galaxy's edge um but you're not allowed and did you because Why? of this what? situation yeah it's not open Cal oh. california by the way is draconian with its covid laws i get why joe rogan left and as a fellow podcaster i fully support that decision after having visited there Yes, you're. <laughs> yes, you and Joe Rogan, uh, really, we're really in the same. Uh, Listen, Spotify's gonna call any day now, you know, and I'm not sharing the profits with you if you talk bad about our overlords. I thought he was gonna leave. 
I felt like that was going to be an inevitability, but who knows? Um, anyway. No, anyway, I, yeah. California was very strange because um, I went to Orange County with my mom for a couple of days. And uh, Orange County is not following the statewide regulations to a large degree. I mean, depending on the establishment you visit, they may or may not be. Uh, it depends how hippie they are or how rich they are. And I think you can guess in what direction that trends. So um, I went to a marina with a lot of boats uh, with Trump flags on them, which was weird to see in California. And uh, the rest of the state, though, you can't even eat outside, which in that location makes no sense. Why you, can't you eat outside? Uh, it's be, sunny be, and 60. Because COVID and we are punishers. Gavin Newsom with a Punisher tattoo. Oh, 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 haunted image. That's a cursed image right there. Uh, but like, do people just like get their takeout and then eat it on a bench somewhere or like go to a park? Yes, if the if you can find an accessible bench, but they make that purposely difficult as well. Well, um, they did that can, for the homeless people. They, you, yes, like, exactly. Well. You can go to a public beach or something or you can eat in your car. I mean, you really do have to figure it out, though. They're not half-assing but, it over there, is my point. But like... Uh, except it just makes people angrier and more defiant but like there's not much to do indoors in california so i don't understand how this goes you know well no but you know you can't do much indoors anywhere yeah so like why are they making it even harder i don't get it i just don't get it none of it makes sense in terms of being a functional like city no, it, it it doesn't make sense. I don't understand it. I, like, I get that they're at the point of hospital overwhelm and stuff and that that is a real risk. But, like, you know, stopping people from being outside at locations does not help this plan. In the same sense that other states like here are doing curfews at 10 p.m. or whatever. It's like, okay, COVID doesn't stop and start at certain times of day. They have to virtue their signal, virtue signal their way out of, like, a serious problem rather than actually address it. That's all. It just takes a weird form in California where the, the contrast between what's being done is so draconian and the uh, environment is so conducive to a more open situation that you're like, okay, yeah. you're, ju you're just punishing people. It's just punishment. But, like, it sounds like people weren't being bad, you know? Like, I don't, I don't quite understand, like... Some people were being bad, but nowhere, n n not worse than anywhere else I've been during this pandemic. There's always some people I mean, that are bad everywhere. I, I would include myself amongst them for the most part. Antibodies, yeah, you're just globetrotting, so you're part of the problem too. So you know there is that. Just carrying different, different strains. Yeah. Well, planes. you realize I'm helping support the airline industry. That if we ever shut it down, it'll just shut down uh, airports indefinitely, not just for COVID. They're so unprofitable and heavily subsidized that if we don't keep this engine running, you'll never have air travel in the United States again. So. You should thank me. I kind of don't mind that. Yeah, you don't like to do stuff. You don't like to go anywhere. You don't like to do anything. I also think planes are gross. Like, I've never had a good time on a plane. No, neither have I. We missed the golden era of air travel. Our lifetimes have always taken place in a uh, fart tube. Like, I... But I think about, like, riding, like, New Jersey Transit. Like, even that's kind of, like, a more pleasant experience than any sort of plane ride I've been on. Uh, yeah, I would say that trains are generally more pleasant. I think I've expressed before on this on this show that I would really support a larger scale uh, passenger train infrastructure for precisely this reason. It's a much more pleasant experience. There's a dining car. You can get a drink. There's quiet cars. There's all sorts of space. It's a little more comfortable. You know. No seatbelts. No. So it's got a little element of danger to it. Um like I, mm, I will yeah, say I, for I air travel right now, though, that it's actually cleaner than it's ever been because it has to be, which is the one upside right now. They are literally cleaning and sanitizing planes between each flight, which they did not used to do. So, Which is insane. And you know, whether it's one year from now or 10 years from now, whenever all this is all over, they're going to go right back to uh, gum between the seats, if you know what I mean. Gum between the seats. What? I don't know. You ever have you ever investigated the the uh, crevasses of an airplane seat? You don't want to do that. 
that's bad news. No. Once I heard the story of Nicole Byer finding dried shit in a Delta blanket, I was like, this is disgusting. There you go. Yeah. Except I've never been offered a blankie on a plane or a pillow. So I don't know. I I don't get, I don't get any sort of the, the creature comforts of a plane. I just throw a coat over myself and then go, "Uh, leave me to die. Yeah. It won't be long till they just install lawn chairs in there. I, or when all the movie theaters close, they'll take all the old seats that aren't recliners and install them in airplanes, dirt and all. I did drive by Williamsburg Cinema today and was like, "Huh, wonder how dusty that's that's going on in there?" Because like, obviously, all the posters are just like from March, and I was like, "Oh, Ooh. interesting. This is a weird little." dead zone now interesting yeah huh. speaking of me being a super spreader you know i went to a movie in a theater jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> what movie is in theaters first of all is the real question the ultimate shit show of all time wonder woman 1984 oh jesus why 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 you watch that hey listen i i have we can't a... put kristen wig in movies we know this but kristen wig looking like an absolute snack in that movie by the way I have to say, um, maybe it's just me getting older, but the idea of a 39-year-old woman progressively turning into a cat was incredibly sexy. I forgot that no one can see my face slowly, like like I just smelled something vile. Um, Wait, she turns into a cat, or she turns into, like, Catwoman 2? Literally, she turns into a cat over the course of the movie, but like a human cat. She looks the fuck like is a human cat. She actually looks like remember earlier in the year when the Cats movie came out and everyone was freaked out about the uncanny valley like version of Taylor Swift as a cat? Yeah. She looks like that. They CGI'd her into a human cat, you know? And I'll I'll just say right now it didn't bother me. I need someone to sit down people at DC and be like you guys just need to stop. No one wants this. This is a very bad idea. You took a thing from the movie everyone laughed at and then tried to make it into your movie where this French Israeli is trying to be an American curator. Like what like what what are we even doing? Like <laughs> Oh my god. I it, in the Louvre. Like what what No, just stop. You guys are done. Sit down. You're done. Yeah, the the ins and outs of uh Wonder Woman working as a curator for the Smithsonian, I think, would drive you to suicide if you watched the movie. I thought it was the Louvre, no? No, it's the Smithsonian in Washington, D.C. Oh, because, like, she's apparently a cultural anthropologist, which imagine Gal Gadot with her lack of acting ability saying the words cultural anthropologist with any believability. I am the cultural anthropologist uh, uh, here at the Smithsonian Museum. You fucking nailed it. It was almost exactly yeah, I know. like that. Because <laughs> it's not that hard to do that shitty-ass accent from nowhere. I'm like, ma'am, where did you come from? I, I, I No. I know you'll never watch it, but I would, I would almost recommend that you check out Wonder Woman 1984 for its camp value. Because it actually does have some. That's a sentence I never thought I'd hear. <laughs> it... it it, re- it really does. It was a, it was so astonishingly bad that it was funny. And it's streaming like, on HBO. So if you want to check it out, I would love to talk to you about it, perhaps on a future episode, because there's a lot going on. All right, listeners, get at me with your HBO Max logins. Because um, I certainly... There, well, there was something on HBO Max I wanted to watch. I don't remember what it was. Fuck. Um, that's just become the new site of anything that would have been released in a movie. So I'm like, oh, do I have to pay for that now? How do you get that? Because, hmm. like... Everything Warner Brothers is going to be released there, right? Yeah. Um, and a few months ago, I got an email from Amazon because I've had HBO for a long time. But I don't know at what point they introduced HBO Max as like a separate thing, but I never had that. Anyway, I got an email from Amazon that said, hey, everybody that has regular HBO, you now have HBO Max. Congratulations. And oh. I, don't, I don't know if that's like a temporary thing or if it had something to do with that deal or whatever of them putting out all their movies. But yeah, I mean, HBO is just HBO Max now. Oh, because it, well, no, it was HBO Go that died and then turned uh, into, was reborn into HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Yes, the the uh, female phoenix rises from the ashes. Why is it, why's it gotta be female? What? Wonder Woman. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Follow along, pay attention. Oh, yeah, because she brings back Chris Pine from the dead. 
which by the way is one of the best elements of the movie chris pine is in another man's body for the entire movie it's never explained why they do it that way god i really i want to talk about this so bad but i really want you to watch it what i sorry i was talking over you but i i just i am so amped up to talk about wonder woman all of a sudden but i want you to see it first I think I couldn't make it through. Because it's not going to make any sense to bounce it off you. You probably would. I honestly... I read I, I read a long recap, and I was like, I think I don't need to watch it. All right. Well, hey. but It's not like you got anything better to do in quarantine for the next two weeks, but I know, who am true. I to tell oh, you? Mm, that'll kill, like, what is it, three? Is it a three-hour long shit show? It's like two and a half, yeah. Motherfucker. Fucker, why? Why are they so long? Sorry, just no- I just noticed a hole in the ceiling and was like, that's new. Um, um, well, why? now that you're so bored of this conversation that you're noticing holes in the ceiling, do you want to call it and go into the after show mode? I mean, yeah, otherwise I'll just be like, fucking Wonder Woman. I. Yeah, so we can just do I... that now. Okay. All right, signing off. Bye-bye. <laughs>